0: Hello, my name is Christine Gilfillan. I'm the Chief Operating Officer at Safe Burks, which is formerly Burks Women in Crisis, and our program is called The Place You Start. Last month, or the last um, program that we put out, we talked about the fact that Burks Women in Crisis made the decision in December of 2016 to change its name to Safe Burks. So this is actually our first program as Safe Burks. So I want to welcome you back if you've been listening. And today's program is with Steve Onsman, Pastor Steve Onsman, Reverend Dr. Steve Onsman, right? Steve's good. <laughs> Steve, Steve's good. who has been a board member of Safe Burke since 2015, but has been involved with the organization much longer than that in a number of ways, specifically around outreach to men and boys to end domestic violence and sexual assault and also in some of our outreach efforts with various faith communities in order to engage them to address the issues of domestic violence and sexual assault. So usually the first question, first of all, welcome. Thank Thanks. you for coming on Bad the program. And usually the first question I ask is, can you think back to when you first became involved with Safe Burks, which at the time was Berks Women in Crisis, and sort of how did that come about?
1: Well, I, this is my 18th year at uh, Calvary and uh, one of our very active members, uh, Louise Grimm, was one of the founding moms, the mothers of, of uh, when it was Bewick, or actually something else I guess before Bewick. Mm-hmm. And so she was telling me about it and uh, said you needed to have one of the rooms uh, fixed up, a bedroom or something. So we bought some sheets and towels and and brought it down there and so I was asked to bring it down well I was given I was told where the the door was the mystery door and um, had to go through an awful lot to be able to get in because it was a safe house and obviously I'm a guy so um, I, I wasn't obviously safe, and um, and so from there we kept uh, sort of just providing whatever was needed, uh, for the women who were living there or any kind of pro. We brought um, staff into the church to do programs uh, and into other some of our larger meetings, association meetings or groupings of churches. Um, and over the time, that time since then, about seventeen years, we've just sort of gotten more and more involved. We 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 donate to to uh, Safe Perks and. Um, then I was asked to be on the board and that's that's great but i was involved a lot with uh walk a mile in Her okay. shoes uh when we actually walked in in high heels uh big mistake uh, damaged my legs that's why we don't do it anymore <laughs> <It's> terrible <laughs> uh but it was you know it was also very eye-opening for us um and reaffirmed for me that nobody should ever wear high heels it's just awful um <laughs> so i agree probably. yeah so we've just uh, our our church has sort of been connected and and try to get other churches connected too. I'm not sure what the problem is, but oftentimes religious institutions are often the last ones to get involved with programs that try to talk about equality and talk about safety. And you know, a lot of, I'll just speak for churches, a lot of churches have these ideas that men are in charge, women are not, and and our church doesn't do that. But so I've tried to advocate for that, from that perspective to get folks connected, and and some have. Mm -hmm. So that's how I first got connected.
0: Right, right. So what you were just referring to, what were some of the obstacles that we're dealing with when we're working with survivors of domestic violence, right. their faith community is either their, their, sit, their anchor or the, the place that really save, you know, helps to, to um, save them or help them move on to autonomy, or sometimes the faith community. Can put up some barriers or roadblocks to their receiving services. What do you think the role of the faith community, of all of our faith communities, might be in an ideal world?
1: You know, I think um, I think we come to the perspective with the perspective that men and women are equal, and so um, nobody has the right to control, force, manipulate any other person. I mean, there's always. Lots of things in relationships that are you know strange and and uh, we can't know what's in each person's relationship But the faith community should be a place that that holds that up and says that uh, No one person is more important or powerful than another person and then you know in the midst of um, uh, Discord we should be there to to help them and help them understand I can't tell you how many times I had uh, a woman say to me that her her pastor, her priest, or sometimes another a rabbi would say to her, well, just go make a nice meal and he'll be fine. Um, that's not how it works. And so um, th- the faith community has to be a place that teaches that from the very beginning that um, boys and girls, men and women, all people are, are equal in the eyes of God. And, then, um, and that they have equal gifts and equal uh, abilities and, and equal say in the relationship. That's, I think that's where it begins
0: right and that violence yeah. is not an acceptable
1: right that's right that 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 just doesn't component to yeah and, and you know one of the I mean one of the difficulties is that and knowing this as a man myself we're raised in a certain way in this culture and um, where the emotions were taught, really, were taught to be angry. We're not taught to be loving or compassionate. I think that's changing, but I know in my own self that I struggle with a lot of those things. Where you want to be, let's just do this, or you know, tell people, order things around, and that's not that doesn't work. That's not harmony. But um, we've we've seen that many of us are raised that way, and and so we have to sort of deprogram ourselves to um, to not have you know roles To I, not I
0: w- default to those emotions uh, right
1: and and not and not say well this you do this because you're the man you do this you're the woman there are certain ways you have to act and that that doesn't work anymore and i'm i'm, I'm glad that that doesn't work anymore but still it's a struggle <laughs> to de- right. deprogram to change the way I we do I think that's
0: things. a great segue to the fact that not only have you been involved with us as part of the faith community but we've done quite a bit of outreach to men and boys Types of initiatives over right. the years, in addition to the walk a mile in her shoes, some education, education at um, what used to be called Camp Peaceworks and will now be called Camp Safe Berks. Okay. So that's another name that's changing. But um, what do you think the impact has been on you personally in terms of getting more involved in looking at those uh, gender role norms? How has how's it, how's it impacted your personal? personal the way you see it personally
1: well you know as a when I was a kid I never had any idea that I would uh, I was a stay-at-home dad for six years I mean I never had any idea that that's what I would do for me that's what my mom actually didn't stay home either they both my parents worked but um, that was always what you were taught that if one person stays home it's the mom that changed completely for me and to try to claim some of that nurturing part has been something I've tried to do, but boy, it, it, it's hard. I mean, it's when you when you never were raised to, you didn't play with dolls, you didn't, you know, you you were supposed to go out there and do stuff and not stay and care for things. That that has really I've I've seen a different way of doing things, and um, I'm glad that a lot of younger guys are are not being raised the way I was. They're mm-hmm. they're being raised that that they can be a, a father. Um, in a different way than I think I was parented as a kid, so I, that and this past year I was able to to um, be at uh, Camp Peaceworks uh, and be a part of the the camp, and that was really need to watch how how that worked and how the kids were taught about the different ways in which um, oppression seeps into their lives and how you how you sort of fight back against that in a in, in a not final way, of course, but learn learn to see the things that are wrong in the culture and not become part of it. And that's been very helpful to me.
0: Right. And I would just remind the audience at this point that one of the main reasons that we changed our name was to be more inclusive of everyone that this violence happens to. Um, Also to send the message out to men and boys and people who maybe typically hadn't been involved in our work in the past that we welcome them to be part of the work that we're doing so right. we have more men on the board for example now than we ever have um, and we're doing more education programs and trying to bring you know as we can trying to bring more men and more people inside to be volunteers and be involved with the organization.
1: Right I think ha- having Matt Bailey on on the staff uh, doing the work that he does is really is really a good symbol as well. It's just like they've always said, a lot of times wi- girls didn't have women as role models uh, in certain roles. Um, in the same way, it's really good for guys to see uh, a man working at an organization that's seen as mostly for women. But boys are uh, victimized as much as girls are um, with violence. And Almost, yeah. Yeah, and so um, they, and of course, they are men are overwhelmingly the, the oppressors in that sen- situation, but boys learn that. And so the teaching that goes on here, the education that goes on in the schools, uh, I wish more of them would would embrace it and, and welcome Safe Berks in to, to do some of the programs they do. Um, I think it helps change people's lives. And I, I, that's why I said yes to be on the board. I think it's a great organization that way.
0: Well, we really, we really appreciate that. So what do you think the most exciting thing is that's coming up with with all the whole big year that we just had, with all of the things that are changing, what's the most exciting thing to you about being on the board?
1: Um, I think I think just the name change symbolically, talking about how the how it the role of Safe Berks is bigger than how it's been before. When uh, you know, it was a hard. It's hard to change a name. I can imagine my church trying to change its name and how people would respond to that, um, you know, after 40 years. But I think when I sh- when I showed the name to some people who were objective about it—not people who have been, you know, the founders or the work people who work there—they mm-hmm. looked at that name and they said, "That's that's it. That defines what you do. It's a safe place, and um, for everybody." And I think that's that is sort of the beginning of of. Sort of a new era for the for the organization, and um, and boy, you know, we need it more than ever. So it's um, I think that's very very exciting, and the facility, uh, of course, when it was built, um, the new facility is a couple years old now. I guess about four, three, four years old, almost five, almost five, um, is is a wonderful um, and it, you, you, nobody's hiding anymore. It's there. It's it's a safe um, place that people can go and and um, but but still, you know, everybody knows it's there. It's prominent, and um, it's not a hidden subject anymore. I think that's very positive too. Mm-hmm. So I think all of the, all around, the whole thing um, is is sort of spreading its wings and and em, embracing more people and more issues. That's That's what I think.
0: great. Well, I just want to thank you very much for being on the board My for all the things that you've been involved with, My and pleasure. for being on the program Thanks. today. Thanks. Thank, thank you. you. Thanks for joining us. This is the place you start. Visit us at safeberks.org or by calling 610-373-1206.